oh man here we go we're gonna do some uh some uh rankings here we're gonna get some color man yeah guys welcome to getting some color episode 25 i almost fucked up again even though i just looked at the <laughs> the episode we're here we're gonna do our award show it's the award show for february of 1993 mm -hmm. where we if you didn't watch last episode where uh, you know, we had a best overall performer, our top 12s, our stable, uh, best show and who won the month. Well, you're going to see what the February is. But uh, before we get into that, there is some news. I Before we talk about Zeus, I I kind of mentioned it before talking it to you. So remember when, you know, Sting came to AEW and Kenny Omega won the title and said he's going to impact. And they yeah. told us, wait next week. It's going to be crazy. So you wait until next week. And Sting comes back. And Sting, it, it's nice to see him on TNT. Because, again, WWE kind of screwed him around a little bit. Um, especially with that WWF versus WCW angle that they did with NWO and DX and all that shit. Um, it was nice to see him. Uh, Cody Rhodes came in the ring. Arn Anderson said, uh, I don't know what you're doing here, brother. And like said, you know, if you're facing Cody Rhodes, I'm going to be by Cody's side and I'm going to be watching you. But right now I'll let you have the ring. And he got out. And Cody being Cody, he always has to insert himself into like these big moments, which is starting getting annoying for me. Now, I like Cody. I, I like that he tries to keep tr the tradition but he's not a main eventer. I don't he's think so. He's in AEW. <laughs> yeah, it's just like... It, I get it. I, I mean, I get the history with Dusty Rhodes and Dustin and uh, Cody. Like, there's obviously history because of the Rhodes family. Uh, but Sting came in. He just said, I'm not here for you. And everybody's like, oh, I'm here for that. And, and he looks up in the rafters and there's Darby Allen just looking down like he's, you know, staying in 1998, holding the TNT title, just staring down at them. Um, so to me, it was nice to see, but it was a dud. I don't know where they're going to go with this. Uh, apparently, Sting said he's going to be here a long time and he's not going anywhere. So I, so I don't know what that means either. I mean, maybe until he gets injured again. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, then Kenny Omega, he went to Impact. I watched a whole episode of Impact. And I got to say, the, the wrestling is cool in Impact. It's a lot more grounded and a lot more um, <laughs> traditional compared to AEW. Uh, but there's like, there's some like cringy moments in there. They still kind of do the TNA, like cameras on the outside. You don't see the camera, but they're all having discussions and stuff. Remember when like Bischoff and Hogan and Sting in the Joker Sting as a uh, stage where they're all just like talking and not seeing the cameraman there kind of deal. They yeah. kind of, they kind of still do that a little bit, but anyway, the Kenny Omega pro promo. So they go inside. A, they call it a bus, but it's an RV, which is funny. Uh, and Kenny Omega is dressed up like he's Ric Flair, talking about like all the watches that he has. And I'm like, 
Stop trying to be like Ric Flair. You're not Ric Flair. Stop. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, what do you call it? Don Callis pretty much says, you know, he's the champion. Um, we're going to go everywhere. Just watch out. You know, he, he could show up on New Japan. He could show up in fucking ROH. So they're kind of doing like, we're going to go to each event. And apparent, and he, they did the same promo in uh, Dynamite. And they said that they're going to have a a secret. And I'm like, they're not going to be on WWE that's everybody's everybody's thinking that because of triple h what he said i'm like they're not going to invite their competitor to have their champion on their tv it's never going to happen it's probably going to be like new japan i that's the only thing i that or maybe i don't know what's the next big thing (laughs) i think ring of honor yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't know. It, it felt like an overhype, but then again, like maybe this is old wrestling coming back where it, it builds a while. We don't get the answer right away. So yeah, we can only hope. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what about you? What, you got some news, sad news for us about a guy named Zeus. Yep, Zeus or uh, Tony Lister. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away today or. or late this morning or early this morning i suppose um i guess he just collapsed and uh died probably heart attack or something uh but if you don't know who zeus is he was primarily got some fame from being in that movie no holds barred (laughs) with hulk hogan being not hulk hogan in a movie about wrestling (laughs) <laughs> and, and Zeus was the antagonist, and he was very scary, and he looked funny, though, because his eyes were kind of crossed a little bit. Mm-hmm. He'd always try to look really intense, like, and his eyes are crossing, and it's just like... <laughs> I, I think his eyes are actually cross-eyed, and that's how yeah, he that's is. Just how they, that's just how it is for him. Yeah. Uh, but, like, shortly after that movie, they brought him into WWF for an angle with uh, Hogan, and I guess Macho Man and shit. And he went on to do various other movies. Uh, he was mostly an actor. And then they brought him into WCW to be part of the Alliance to End Hulkamania. <laughs> where all of his previous foes he defeated all joined an Alliance to End Hulkamania to end it. <laughs> and, they, and they still couldn't end it. Hulkamania no. lives on. Yeah, it... it Hulkamania ended itself, brother. Mm-hmm. He, he just became he became perverted in his ideals. <laughs> perverted and I guess somewhat of a racist if you look at at either way. Well, that's later. I, yeah, but I'm talking about yeah. like you know at that point in WCW. <laughs> but, oh yeah, yeah. I always Zeus was always entertaining to me. I don't know, like he wasn't his matches weren't good really. Uh, but he had that intensity and presence about him, I guess. I don't know. Oh, well, I know him from the movies. Uh, actually, he was in The Dark Knight, I believe. Uh, he was in Dark... Yeah, he was a tattoo prisoner. Um, mm-hmm. He was in The Fifth Element as President Lindbergh. And then he was in Friday as Debo. So, you know, rest in peace, man. Sad everybody dying in this year. Shitty year. 
Um, but I think it's time for some awards. It might be time for some rankings, man. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. So how do you want to attack it first? Uh, you want to go for best overall performer? Yeah, just get the big one right out of the way. So who did you pick? I picked I picked Barry Windham. Oh, okay. That's a respectable pick. I can I can respect that pick. Um, because he was consistent. I mean, the Muda and Barry Windham match. I think we both agreed that it was nice to see him as champion. Uh, the segment after it after it was good, but it wasn't that great. <laughs> nah, for like who you put together for that match. You hear that, and then it's like, oh, my God, that's going to be great. And it was not like that at all. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I chose him. I think uh, overall, he's been consistent throughout February. Yeah, February. Yeah, I don't blame him for how that match turned out. I think I think there was a deal there, and the match had to be what it was, I think. Mm-hmm. Because <clears throat> yeah, they didn't want to make him look bad, I guess. I think I think New Japan was trying to protect Muda or something. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have an honorable mention? Um, Vader. I mean, Vader's always going to be my top dog. Because <laughs> he, he, every time he's in the match, you he, you know he's going to bring one hundred percent, and his fucking promos are just golden. They really are. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've been really surprised by his promos. Yeah. Um, I- that's, what about you? That's my that's my number one guy though is Vader. Oh, it's still is is that from uh last month too? Did you have Vader? No, he was my honorable last month. Uh, Ricky Steamboat was number one. Well, yeah. Uh but now it's Vader because Vader's been consistent and like you said, he always brings a hundred percent in like whatever he does. Mm-hmm. He cut like a bunch of awesome promos this month. He did some good squashes. And then he did some, you know, some segments. He did he did some angle stuff. Yeah. And uh, he had a great match with Sting. So, I mean, he pretty much did it all in this month. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I got a I got a question. What's well, one, what's your honorable mention? And then two, I'll I'll wait after you answer the first question. I just Okay. Uh, my honorable mention is Brian Pillman, actually. Well, yeah. He's been very entertaining in the ring, on the mic, and his moveset is amazing for his body. Oh, yeah, and everything he, he did this month, like, he, he's, I'm not saying he's stepping it up, because I think he's always had it, um, but he's getting more opportunities, and it's kind of, you're kind of seeing why that is at this point, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, like he was doing good promo stuff. He was doing. He did some color commentary that was funny. Uh, they were in a lot of matches together. They they were pretty heavily featured this month. Him and Austin, but Pillman was kind of standing out in my opinion. Yeah. So my next question, because our next two categories is best promo and best segment. Now, what did we call? Uh, what did we define segment again? Okay, so like a segment is like sort of like. An angle. I guess we could just rename an angle if you want to help differentiate it. Okay. Um, which is just like something happens. You know, if it's not just one guy cutting a promo or a team cutting a promo, it's like a bunch of people. For example, the the heavenly bodies and JR and uh Bill Watts and all that stuff going on. Mm-hmm. 
that would count as a segment slash angle. Um, uh, or the the stuff with uh, Beefcake uh, and Hogan oh, and yeah. all them, the Mega Maniacs. That's a segment or, mm. or an angle. Do you prefer segment or angle? Because we'll just rename it right here if that's the case. Uh, angle. Okay, we'll do angle. It's the best okay. angle. Because I get it mixed up because the segment, I I don't know, I, I blend it in with promo sometimes. I mean, it could be a promo, but... I do that too when I'm writing my notes. I catch myself doing that. So this is probably better. Mm-hmm. All right, so my best promo is the Barry Wyndham uh, biker promo. That was mine too. Yeah, because one, it's badass seeing Barry Wyndham on a fucking bike. Two, I like how it's just like on the road... And like the cars are passing by, and like every time the interviewer uh, would ask about something like Ric Flair or something added a not about Barry Windham, he would get pissed off. He would, Can we stop talking about him? Like, talk about me, talk about me and Muda. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I I, re- I really liked it. You just have to see it. You have to like go find it on YouTube or something. Mm-hmm. Honorable mention. Vader after Super Bowl three when he said, uh, "What was the thing like? Holidays are over, or school's out, or something." That was before. That was like the one before Super Brawl. <laughs> I like that. I like <laughs> that, that one. one. Was crazy. Yeah, the holidays are over, Stinger. School is back in session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's... I had I cheat I cheated a little bit. I said various Vader promos because like he just did a bunch that month mm. that were just really good. Yeah, and I just I couldn't pick one because to me they were all equally good. <laughs> uh, what's your best seg uh, segment or angle? Angle, yeah, best angle. angle. <laughs> I picked uh, Jim Cornette and Heavenly Bodies with Jr. Bill Watson and Rock and Roll Express. Same. Um, <laughs> I think this is the first time we get to see uh, on the fly booking changes because. Rock and Roll Express was supposed to face off against the Wrecking Crew. Uh, and then we obviously see what happens to them. And they're just like, all right, let's just do, let's just do this fucking angle. Yeah. <laughs> they fixed it. Yeah, they fixed it real good. I don't know. I, I just, it, it was, you know, what we've seen so far was out of an ordinary. It, it, this was like a first shoot interviews and promos and all that stuff, which was great to see. Shoot work, I should say. Yeah, it kind of felt like that a little bit, and um, the other thing was it got it got pretty heated. Like you, they were they were really kind of spitting barbs at each other, and when the rock and roll came out and shit started to break down, it looked like they were really mad at each other. Yeah, <laughs> so just like I just got into it. Like this is fucking great. Like Cornette is just like fucking just ranting, mm-hmm. and Bill him and Bill Watts are just kind of trading blows on the mic. It's funny. <laughs> um what's an honorable mention for you my honorable mention was the beefcake injury angle as best remember, angle that's oh. the runner up okay the honorable mention that was my honorable mention because nothing else really uh was it's really stood out that much in my opinion mm-hmm. um but that one when it happened it was like the match that was going on before it was just eh it seemed like it was probably going to be okay at best. 
Um, but then that the thing with IRS happened where he grabbed the briefcase and hit him in the face, and then it was like everybody was like, "Oh shit!" And everybody stopped, and it looked like everybody was really concerned and shit. And then like the the commentary team was got really serious. Even Rob Bartlett couldn't say anything fucking stupid, mm-hmm. probably because Vince wouldn't let him. Yeah. <laughs> My honorable mention is uh, Paul Orndorff yelling at Dustin, and then Dustin calling him Paula. That was that was pretty funny too. Yeah, because it's 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 an angle because obviously they're setting up to the part where it's going to be Paul Orndorff versus Dustin for the U.S. title. So I'm all for that. All right, what's your best match? Best match. I picked Sting versus Vader, White Castle of Fear, or the Strat match, whatever you want to call it. That's that's mine too. <laughs> Damn, we're we're really, we're matching here, so that's cool. Well, uh, one company didn't have that much competition this this month <laughs> at all. So yeah, I I think you're probably going to see like, especially when we get to my top twelve, uh, where WCW just dominates the the list. Um. Runner-up. What's a runner-up for best match? Oh, did you have any comments about the match, though? No, I just, I really liked it. Um, I, I'm i actually surprised, even though, like, you were talking that Vader is going to be the champion. It just seemed like Stinger lose and all that stuff, but the fucking brutality and how they had Sting, like, start beating on Vader and showing that, that he's, like, can match up to him. Yeah. Was was good booking, um, because I bad booking in today they would just have like Vader lose like something stupidly, yeah, or something or Sting just gets beat or something. Mm-hmm. Like it's it was it was great booking, yeah, and it felt like a fucking fight, and it was really cool because Sting was fighting from underneath, so to speak, but he, he could he would fire up and then he could he was hurting Vader, so it was like cool. It's like he. Could, it wasn't like a real lopsided comeback thing or something. Yeah, and it, there was blood. There was some color, brother. There was color in that match. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Sting bled. It was just fucking Vader. Vader just fucking sweating blood. Sting, <laughs> Sting bled. No, Sting did bleed a little bit. He got like a cut somewhere on his head, I think, but it wasn't major. It kind of like just stopped after a bit. Mm-hmm. Um. My honorable mention, though, was Uncle Chris and Two Cold Scorpio at Super Bowl Three. <laughs> yeah, I I didn't even think of that. Um, because I chose the oh um, God, it was a Christmas. I I I I I don't have it, but I had it in my head, but now it's gone. I didn't have a runner up. Oh. It's gone. I'm I'm just gonna have to agree with you with the Chris Benoit and two cold Scorpio because that was a good one. It was it was great because it just it was totally unexpected. It's just like these two guys are having a match, and then they had it, and it was like the second best match of the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> it was really good. Yeah. Um, and and I think we were really surprised because like two cold Scorpio, like we know what he 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 does, like he's a cruiserweight that's kind of like becoming a little heavyweight and light heavyweight light heavyweight and, <laughs> and he was he was doing he, he he picked it up a notch 
Yeah, like he's been real consistent in the stuff he he's done the past couple months. And you, you, normally, if he's having a match or something, it's going to be like, okay, this is probably going to be pretty decent at least. Uh, and once in a while, if he's with the right guy, he can do some really cool shit. And that was what this match was. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Did you have a best team? I will say this because this month it was different because we had like a change in roster commentary. Uh, but if I had to choose JR and Larry Tabisco in the beginning of the month, I think oh, we're... You're pick- oh, okay, you took that as commentary. That's fine, we'll do that. I was talking about tag team. <laughs> Wait. Oh, best team. Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to... <laughs> I got that mixed up. I have the best team up there. Okay, what's your best team? Uh, Hollywood Blondes. There's really no competition. Yeah, the same here. Hollywood Blondes. They they got a lot of time this month. They did. They were very consistent. They they had pretty good matches or good matches. Mm-hmm. Had some good promo stuff going on. Um, my honorable mention was just the Heavenly Bodies, but that's the thing was they were guests and they only had two matches. Mine is the Steiner Brothers because every time the Steiner Brothers were in there, they were just dominating. But they were squash matches. I just like seeing their Frankensteiner and everything. So. <laughs> yeah, they're they're all they're just being so underutilized right now in WWF. It's sad. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so okay. now now we'll do the best commentary team. I don't know why I had it up there. That's weird. Oh well. My bad. So anyway, what I was saying is that the commentating teams were iffy this month. Um, yeah, and there were some in, changes in the beginning. Uh, JR and Larry Zabisco were there, so I kind of like that team because Larry Zabisco uh, is the best color commentating so far out of everything that I've seen. Um, then I guess a runner up would be Tony Schiavone and uh, fucking um, Jesse, Jesse the Body, yeah. Because they were FP in the beginning, but now they're starting to have a little bit of chemistry. But yeah, I agree. I agree with that. I picked the same stuff you just did. So yeah, because I if they get Rob Bartlett out of there, I think I would start to like Vince and Macho Man. But yeah, he, he's there and he's ruining it. Even though he's kind of been silent sometimes, but every time he opens up his mouth, I want to just. Uh, I don't know. I almost said say kill him, but that's just mean. <laughs> he, I mean, he's making me pretty mad. I haven't been this mad at somebody in wrestling in a while. <laughs> so, but uh, uh, I I, don't, I can't believe I didn't bring this up before. But I don't know why they didn't try Tony and Larry Zabisco together yet. Um, yet, because they do uh, show up in Nitro. <laughs> yeah, like I'm, I'm thinking maybe they'll be on Saturday nights together, and then they'll put keep Jesse on pay per views or occasional shows. Yeah, I think at a certain time Jesse's like, I I gotta go do my conspiracy shit and be a mayor, so I'll be right back. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, I I think Super Brawl would have been because re- Super Brawl had Tony Schiavone and Jesse, right? That's when yeah, the change that's right. happened. I wish we had 
Jr. and Zabisco for that instead of. Oh. I, I yeah. think that would have been great, but I mean, even if it was Jr. and Jesse, that would have been great too because that that was the Clash uh, team, mm-hmm. and that was that was good. They they worked good together. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> remember, say good say good night, Cactus. <laughs> good night, Cactus. But uh, what's what's the next uh, category on your list? So I don't fuck this up. Now now we're getting into the bad stuff. Okay. <laughs> Worst overall performer. And I don't have an honorable mention because nobody really stood out as that bad. I mean, there was just like individual fuck ups or it was like people fucked up as a unit or something. And it just I wasn't cho- good. I chose Rage in the Wrecking Crew. <laughs> he's your top. He's your worst overall performer. Yeah. Man, I'm going to put him as my honorable mention though because he just had, I don't, it's like he was fucking falling apart. Like <laughs> Fury was like kind of holding up his end of the deal in the ring. And he was kind of cut. He can cut a promo somewhat. Yeah. Without embarrassing himself. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. Rage sounds like a Best Buy employee. Like you're saying. <laughs> and he, he's just, he's been botching a lot in the ring lately. Now I'm curious, who's your worst performer? Rob Bartlett, because fuck him. Oh, shit. I <laughs> I forgot you could choose commentators as the performer. Oh, man. Yeah, everybody, like, it could be commentator, manager. You could do a tag team as a unit, you know, whatever. But Rob Bartlett, because fuck him. Because he's still getting on my nerves. And I wish <laughs> he'd go away. <laughs> um... I guess that would be my honorable mention then, Rob Bartlett. <laughs> Rage was more offensive to you this time, I guess. Yeah, because like I think Fury could do well if he had a better teammate. Like Fury and Max Payne might be a good duo. Yeah, I think we I think we talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, worst promo. <laughs> Brutus Beefcake coming back promo because it was so fucking long and didn't need to be that long. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's nothing else to say about it because it was seriously like, why is this promo like 10 to 12 minutes? It could have just been like five. And then honorable mention, the Hogan promos where they all said the same thing. I'll count that. I, I, I considered that an angle. Because it was like the Mega Maniacs are coming together, you know? Actually, yeah, I kind of have that as my worst angle, so... Oh, well, you can have it as both. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> my my honorable mention was the Wrecking Crew promo with JR. <laughs> <laughs> the one where Rage was, like, totally fucking it up and everything, and then JR was like, all right, we got to go now. <laughs> he cut it off, like, quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it when he does that. Um, how about worst tag team? Wrecking Crew. <laughs> that and was I, my honorable mention. The reason why I say Wrecking Crew, because there's, I mean, there's other ones that are obvious too, but the reason Wrecking Crew, they were pushing this team to the, to the sky. They were going to face the Rock and Roll Express, and then they were just like, oh, no. They, they're just terrible. And then it, you started seeing the cracks. You started seeing the cracks, and we we say that Fury's decent and he can carry, but he can't carry that much. 
No. Like, honestly, he seems like a guy that needs to be carried in a match. Yes, Fury. Like, Fury is I a second f- guy. You need, like, a star to be with Fury. Yeah. Um, man, you might change my mind. That's a good argument. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. So I, I didn't really think about it like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because they... Last month, they are like, positioning these guys, it looked like. Like, we're going to get a title shot. We want Steamboat and... And Shane Douglas, and we're going to fuck everybody up. I mean, my honorable mention, it, it's an honorable mention, but they shouldn't be in the category because they are changing for the good. And they're tra- starting to change my opinion with uh, uh, Z-Man and uh, J-Gun. Um, <laughs> I, 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 think, I think they're starting to become like low tier like low mid tier uh tag team wrestlers that could go every every week and could they 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 could match with the I call them the Hollywood blondes uh because they're not the Hollywood blondes yet uh, but th- they had a pretty good match with them so yeah uh I agree with what you're saying about them I think they're like they're pretty much like a mid card tag team mm. guys that can work with everybody Maybe get like a solid match once in a while, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but my honorable worst team, I guess it should be called a dishonorable mention, mm-hmm. is Tex and Shanghai Pierce again. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> they were my worst team last time. But like when you were saying about the red crew, I'm like, no, they, they have to be worse this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tex and Shanghai are just so blah. They just. They fucking bog every match down they're in. And usually if something happens and they're involved in a match and it ends up becoming decent, it's like in spite of them, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. They're clunky. They're slow. And they work boring. Yep. So. All right. Worst angle. I mean, I kind of splooged mine. So I'll just say the Hogan returning uh, angle. I, I called it the Hulk Hogan suck off challenge. Who can <laughs> suck Hogan off the, the most, the best. And that, yeah, I, I hated it because it took so long. It took so much time and it was bullshit. Just like the beefcake promo, except it felt like longer somehow. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it was. <laughs> I think was what, like, you could have condensed this down into five minutes. It's, fuck. I think what pisses me off the most about that is that even after this and they become like this tag team and then they, you know, the obvious stupid WrestleMania ending that happens with Hogan, he does nothing with this. Like, this doesn't become a, a big thing. It's like a no, fart and a win. Yeah, it was just a waste of fucking time. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I guess it was big back in the 90s. It's Hulk Hogan and fucking Brutus and shit and... They're they're tag team, but they're gonna be the tag champions. So they're gonna be the greatest tag team of all time, is what Jimmy Hart said. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Guess again, fucker. <laughs> Worst match. This this might be different than yours, but I don't know. I mean, we've been spot on with each other for almost every category. Uh, but I chose the Beverly Brothers and Shawn Michaels versus the Nasty Boys and Tatanka. That six man six man tag. Okay, why'd you choose that one? I chose that one because I don't know. Like 
obviously both tag teams were meh. And like Tatanka and Shawn Michaels were the only one carrying it. And even with those guys in there, I don't think it could save the match. It uh, didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I guess another honorable mention for me is when they had this random battle royale. Oh, okay. And the sixteen man battle royal, such an odd fucking number too. Yeah, because it's just like I understand back in the day people used to do battle royales for just shits and giggles, just to be like, I just beat up all these guys and I won. Uh but I I don't know. The ending was just like the giant Gonzalez coming out. I was just like, uh, I don't really care. Again, that's a personal opinion because I don't really care for Giant Gonzalez at all. Yeah. That's interesting. You, you, to me, honestly, this month we had more contenders for like what you could pick as a a worse match mm-hmm. or a bad match, and I got two as well. Mine are different. Okay. My worst match is Great Muda and Barry Windham. Oh, okay. And that's just because of the expectations, I guess. But it's like, oh, that was your expectations. But like, what was I supposed to do with those two names? Really. I, I expected like a great match. I, like in my head, I thought, man, this could be, this could be the best match of the night. But, and also I could have thought Dustin and Ron Simmons could have been the best match of the night possibly too. Yeah. But Ron, Ron Simmons got fucking replaced. And it was Max Payne. That match wasn't good either. That was a contender for this spot as well. Yes. I, I totally forgot about that match. Mostly because what it did to Max Payne, it like exposed Max Payne and they booked it weird and they made him look like kind of weak. And it was just, mm-hmm. what the fuck was the point of building this guy up for like a month and a half to make him just look like shit now? That's why he broke Johnny B. Bad's arm, I guess. I guess to get some heat, but uh, that that's all it was. And, and like I said before, it wasn't like, I don't blame Barry and I don't blame Muda either because it probably wasn't his fault. Uh, I feel like this was like a managerial decision, something between management, between companies. It's like the match has to be this way. We don't want Muda to get fucking injured or him looking like weak or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So, <laughs> um, but the honorable mention was Johnny B. Bad and Mustafa Saeed. Because <laughs> that fucking thing just fell apart. And <laughs> any semblance of it being a match just dissolved. Mm hmm. That's the thing. It's like your picks, they weren't good. Honestly, that, that six man tag I thought was just eh, we I think I gave it a five. And it really it was just because it was kind of dull and it took too long. Yeah. For who was in that match. But um and that other the the battle royal didn't really bother me that much. I thought it was eh, it was a battle royal. I liked the ending because Razor was like laying outside when all that shit happened. Then he rolled in and he was like Hey, yeah, I won. <laughs> You're looking at the man, you know, like he fucking, he won the match, but not really. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it got laugh out of me, but, um, yeah, that was just ugly. So that's why it got the honorable mention. Okay. It was short though. It was really short. That was the thing. If it was longer, like if they tried to have like a 10 minute match, it probably would have won. <laughs> mm. All right. I guess that's our categories for that. Right. Yeah, I don't have any more, so now we go to our stables. Okay. Um, For the Dubs World Order, I'll start from four all the way to one. I have Paul Orndorff, 
I have Cactus Jack, I have Sting, and I have Vader. How are Cactus and Paul Orndorff going to work together now? I don't know. They're going to have to. They're going to have to learn to coexist. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be like Chris Jericho with Sammy Guevara and fucking MJF. It's either you you work together or DW uh, DWO is fucking done. <laughs> They're going for the tag team titles <laughs> to work be, out their differences. That'd be good. That'd be a good tag team, actually. I think it could be actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, in ZX, <laughs> suck it. We have this is in no particular order. Bob Cook, <laughs> those punches. He's the fucking enforcer. <laughs> somebody can hold, somebody can like hold a guy, and then Bob Cook can just punch him in the face. <laughs> he can punch him in the face like five or ten times. You don't even have to use weapons on these people. That's great. Um, <laughs> Iron Mike Sharp for uh, <laughs> comedy relief. There you go. He's, he's amazing. He could also be a great distraction. Like it's like if Bob Cook and Iron Mike Sharp team together. You know, Iron Mike can like go in there. He has really good cardio and mm. he can just kind of run around and yell and piss people off. And then Bob Cook can come in and punch a guy because they're all thrown off their game. There you go. Um, Barry Windham because it's Barry Windham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then Big Van Vader because Vader. Vader. Yep. <laughs> That's all. There's no specific reason. I just want to <laughs> hang out with him. There you go. <laughs> all right. We go into our top 12 now. The top 12 talent will go from 12 to 1. Okay, I'll go first. Number 12 for me is the Cole Brothers. Reason, because they surprised the fuck out of me. Uh, and I want to see more of them. So that's why Cole Brothers are at number 12. I almost put them on my list. Uh, and I think I almost put them on my tag team list too. But then I was like, no, no, the fucking Heavenly Bodies were there for two matches in a segment. I can't. I can't not put them on there. Yeah, and we only see them in like one show. We need to see them like multiple, in my opinion. Yeah, that's that's what kind of helped fill out my list. Was I was thinking about who was on these shows more and did things that were significant or, or impressive in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, my my number twelve pick is Steve Regal. Oh shit! I don't even have him on my list, but and then. Uh. You know, William Regal, but I'm going to call him by his name for back then. Steve Regal hasn't done too much yet. He's mostly been in like, he's, he did, he had a squash match and he's been a couple tag matches here and there. But every time he gets in the ring and does something, he's like really good because of course he's good. We know he's good. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see him at this phase in his career where he's kind of being positioned as young British baby face man. Yeah. And he's like, well, Regal can really work as a baby face. I'm like, I'm kind of surprised by him. Yeah, because, you know, obviously when we saw him in the Attitude Era, he was like full, fuck, full-blown full fucking heel. Regal turns heel, I, I want it could be this year, but I want to say next year. And I think he pretty much stays fucking heel the entire time after that up until like 2004, whenever fucking Eugene comes around, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's twelve. All right, number eleven for me. Again, um, I like the Frankensteiner, and I like and I like Scott Steiner. So the Steiner brothers are going to be in there. Number eleven for me. Is all you care about is your freaks and your peaks? Yep, 
Holla, okay. holla if you can hear me. Holla. <laughs> What's your number, 11? Ricky Steamboat. Oh, okay. So, Steamboat didn't do a whole lot this month, but when he did do something, it was good. You know, he was in that one tag match where it was a squash. It was just gay because, like, fucking... I always almost forget his name, and then I remember it. Shane Douglas was horning in on his glory. He was trying to get in on his glory and shit, forget the finish. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Step back. <laughs> and then, like, Steamboat had that good match with Brian Pillman. You know, mm-hmm. the Lumberjack match. But he's just he didn't get to do that much this month. I guess they need to give him a break, I guess. Yeah. Um, my number 10 is Tatanka. Oh, I chose Tatanka because he's always fucking high energy. Every time he's in the match, he crowds popping. Uh, he's 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 never dull in his wrestling at all. Uh, and every time I I see him in a match, I just I I mark out a little bit. Especially I mark out to him when he like shows up randomly. Uh, in today's wrestling, like oh shit, Tatanka still does stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I, I forgot which year. I think it was like. 2011 maybe when C- it was still when CM Punk was around like Tatanka showed up yeah I remember that that was kind of cool they they were doing this thing right around that time WWE was where like they had guys come back for like little one last hoorah runs like Steamboat did his and that was great Marty Jannetty did one Marty Jannetty did one and then yeah Tatanka had like a, a goodbye tour and then Animal did one as well yep that's when they were just like, "Oh, we're, we're losing ratings. Let's bring, let's bring back fucking Steamboat." I mean, I wouldn't call Animal a rating, but like, I wouldn't even call Marty Jannetty ratings. But they bring back these people to like spice up the ratings a little bit. You got two WWF guys on your list so far. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna spoil alert. I don't have any WWF guys on my list. <laughs> I felt like I had to do some in there because I'm like. Wow, WWF sucked this month at badly, and I just like let me. What did I like for up from WWF? And it's just like, oh, Steiner Brothers and Tatanka. That's it. <laughs> Man, it's none of their fault. That's the thing. It's just the booking right now is not good. It's like they still don't understand how to do this show yet. Mm-hmm. Is the way it comes off to me. I'm like, and I'll get into that later, but um. My number 10 is Too Cold Scorpio. Okay, he, he's on my list. He's a little bit higher, but he he's there. He wasn't uh, he wasn't on my list last month, but he, he made it because he had that really good match, and then he was just really consistent this month. He was solid. They had him come out there and just have a solid match with a guy, and it was fun. Hey, he did a, he did a tag match with uh, Marcus Alexander Bagwell, I believe. That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> number nine for me is the Hollywood Blondes. Uh, great promos, Brian Pillman, great, Steve Austin, great. What what else do I need to say? Like this is starting to brewing into something good uh, for both superstars. Yeah, I agree. My number nine was Heavenly Bodies. Okay. Yeah, they, like I said, they were guests. They only appeared twice but it was they made a significant enough impression when with what they did 
I would have put the rock and roll in there, but like I've seen rock and roll before mm. is the thing. And they did great. Like it was cool to see them when they were a lot younger compared to like now. <laughs> but like I'd never seen the heavenly bodies and had it register before. They had I think I saw them have a match in the WWF, but that was back when I was a kid and I didn't know who the hell they were. Yep. And I couldn't I couldn't really appreciate what they were doing. Um but now though, it's just those guys are great. Mm-hmm. And they got and they got Jim Cornette with them. Come on. <laughs> Got corny there. Um, my number eight, two cold Scorpio. I mean, uh, we just we just talked about him. Um, he's improving. Um, he's becoming more like he's just he's he's not like the oh we're just gonna put this guy out because he does a bunch of flips. It, it's not about that because he had that great match with Chris Benoit. Uh, and I think he's proving himself to be a top star, and I think he is a top star. Too cold but, can wrestle, man. Mm-hmm. What about you? What's your number eight? Dustin Rhodes. Okay. And he he's dropped off a little bit because I feel like he didn't get to do as much stuff this month, and his he had a pay per view match that was really blah. It's, yeah, not his. I don't think it's his fault though. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, that's kind of the only thing that holds him back is I expected him to have this great title defense, and it didn't happen. Um, and then he's still been getting in, getting in the mix, though. He had some pretty solid matches on TV. He did that funny segment angle with uh, Paul Horndorf. Paula. Paula. Don't call me Paula. <laughs> just, but, yeah, I got to put Dustin on there because he's just been really solid the past couple months. Mm-hmm. Um, my number seven, Chris Benoit, because he had a great match with Two Cold Scorpio, and Chris Benoit every time he's in the ring, he's doing good. I we did we didn't have anything negative to say about the matches that he's in, so he didn't get featured enough. I think this month. Yeah, I think it was like what two. Yeah, I probably would have had him on my list. He didn't make it, but um, mm. if. I can't just put him on there for the one match unless it was like amazing when he was mind blowing or some shit, mm-hmm. but uh, I'll give him props though. It was a great match. Cool. What's your number seven? Steve Austin. Now you put, you put them together on yours. I, I separated them. Why? I want to uh, hear the opinion. Well, cause right now, like it's kind of showing at this moment that, like Pillman's is a more experienced worker and he, he's more fully formed as a, as a wrestler right now, in my opinion, mm-hmm. whereas Austin's kind of putting it together right now. You can see it. Like he's kind of figuring out his personality and shit and he's, he's doing the work. He's doing the really good heel work now. And it's funny to see him act as like a, a shithead heel who gets like scared and shit. It's, it's odd to see him act like that. Yeah, especially when we we see him like you know Stone Cold Steve Austin, it's a different uh, view than what he's here now as stunning Steve Austin. But it's really entertaining anyway. So I'm just I'm just giving him props for like kind of seeing you know how he is right now and how he's kind of putting it together. In my opinion, mm-hmm. my number six is Paul Orndorff. Um, oh, 
He keeps on inserting himself into... Like, he had the Cactus Jack match, which was fucking funny and cool at the same time. Um, then you have Cactus Jack... I'm not Cactus Jack. You have uh, Paul Orndorff, who's just, like, inserting himself into the U.S. title picture. Uh, Even though he lost that match. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like his promo work. I like his commentating work here and there, too, as well. He, uh... <laughs> it's funny because he's like, yeah, that's a pile driver. Like <laughs> he gets into it. He gets into it a lot. Um, and then obviously with the, you know, the segment with him and, and, uh, fucking Dustin, I puts me over for him. Yeah. He did. He did good this month. Mm -hmm. my, my six is cactus Jack. Okay. Interesting. Um, he dropped off a, a little bit cause I, he, he did more things. I mean, I, I don't think he did more things. I think he did almost the same amount of things this month, maybe a little bit less. But, like, everything he did was good. It's just that it wasn't... He didn't get as much promo time as he did last month, which I thought was weird because that's his biggest strength. Yeah. So it's like they're kind of just like, oh, no no promos for you, Cactus. Yeah. I, guess, I guess we'll see what happens. Uh, my number five... Uh, I put Dustin Rhodes here um, because the matches that he was put in and the matches that like surprise like surprise changes like from Ron Simmons to fucking Max Payne uh, he still didn't miss a beat I mean he did pretty good uh, wrestling uh, and I know I, I didn't give him enough credit from last uh, award show so I wanted to give him credit now so that's why I wanted to put him there Okay. I put Paul Orndorff, Mr. Wonderful at number five. Oh, nice. Because he's been he's been doing good. He keeps having better matches and he's just he's getting ingratiated into the show more and more where he's just like doing promos, he's doing commentary, he's having angles. And his his match was fun at Super Brawl too. That was the other thing. It was like it was just it was a quick brawl, it wasn't long, it was like 10 11 12 minutes something like that and it started great where it like started with a promo and just yeah. cactus cactus just like hitting him with a shovel all the way throughout the fucking uh the match the ring promo say. just wham and, oh oh god he just runs away mm -hmm. and the ending was great too he lost by shovel shot once yeah <laughs> wow could not see that anymore yep yeah, you get hit with all the things and shit and knock out of people's finishers. Uh, retarded. Anyway, um, my number four is Cactus Jack because of that Paul Orndorff match. And uh, I think he had one more promo in the beginning of the month that was good. Yeah, he had a, I think he had a WCW up close with uh, uh, Gordon Soley. Mm-hmm. So... I know we already talked about Cactus Jack, so that's that's my number four. Okay, my four is Brian Pillman, who I've already talked about. Mm -hmm. he's, he's climbing my ranks, though, and uh, I don't know. There's not much else to say other than it's like, man, this guy's great. It's it's great seeing him in his prime. Yep. Uh, I can't see. I can't wait to see because when they become the Hollywood Blondes, I just want to see. You know their full potential soon. Mm, yeah. 
Uh, number three for me is Sting. Uh, reason why I chose Sting. Uh, he was only in a couple of matches, obviously. Uh, uh, I just... What, what do I need to say? It's Sting. Good worker. Uh, good promo. I think the only promo that was kind of weird for me was when he was screaming, no fear. No pain. No pain. And he had a fur coat for no reason. Yeah. I was dressed to go to the White Castle of Fear. Like, he was acting like he didn't go there already, but he did last month when they did that crazy fucking acid trip segment. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, what the fuck? Uh. But uh, it was odd. It was kind of a weird promo, but, like, it, he was staying, and he was yelling and shit, and you still kind of get into it. I don't know. Yeah. And obviously, I put Sting there because he had the best match with Vader in the White Castle of Fear, so the Strat match. So that's that's my number three. Mm. My three is Barry Wyndham. Okay. Kind of already talked about Barry. He's kind of stayed on this like top four spot. He I think he moved up one compared to last month. Mm-hmm. So. He's in the running. He's he's up there. I've been very impressed, Barry Wyndham. I look forward to watching more of his stuff, either in the past, further back in the past, or in the future. Okay. Um. I I'm actually changing mine because I I I'm just changing it. I, we, I'm my number two is number Barry Wyndham. Barry Wyndham. I had him at number one. I changed it because I started thinking about the Muda match more. Because it yeah. all everything led up to that match to the NWA Championship, and it was kind of meh. But overall, if I look at everything overall, it was good with Barry Windham, but not good enough to topple my number one. So my number two is Barry Windham. If that match with Muda turned out like how we thought it would have, yeah, he could have got the top spot this this month. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, it, he didn't. It is what it is. Um, my number two sting, I mean, it's the stinger and stinger didn't do a whole lot this month. He did more than what he did last month, but, um, like he, he did, there was an angle where he saved, uh, somebody from getting whipped by Vader. He saved a jobber. Um, (laughs) yeah, he had, he had a pretty good match with Barry on Saturday night. And then like, uh, he tried to like hang Barry with him and then Vader saved them because they're bros. Yep. <laughs> then there's just the, the match and you know the weird promo he did. Plus there's a picture of Sting in the studio <laughs> by the stage. That just cracks me up for some reason. There's just a framed picture of Sting and it says Sting on it. <laughs> Nobody else has a picture. The face and of the company Sting. I guess he, he he is the face of the company, I suppose, really. Mm-hmm. All right, my number one is obvious. It's Vader again. My, me, me too. Yeah, because dude is... We we talked about it already. Amazing in the mic, amazing in the ring. Uh, always doing 100%. I just, every time he, every time there's a promo, I'm excited to see it. Every time there's a match, I'm excited to see it. So that's why he's my number one. Whenever Vader is on the screen, something good is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, and there was there were people that came in and did great things this month. It's just that it was infrequent, or it was like one time. Mm-hmm. Like there was, a, they built up Ric Flair coming back to WCW. Great, and it is a big deal. Ric Flair is back in WCW. 
Um, and he cut a great Ric Flair promo, but it was it was only once. And we had Bulldog come in. He squashed two guys. He looked good. He's he's cutting pretty good promos. It looks like we're setting up Bulldog and Vader, but he just hasn't done enough yet. Yep. Uh, and you know, so and so Arn Arn cut a really good promo, but that's the only thing he's done. Mm-hmm. So it is what it is. And I can't, I couldn't put any WWF guys on here because they just didn't. Nobody really did anything, in my opinion, that really stood out. Well, hopefully next month we'll have some. <sighs> they need to do something because this is rough. They need to figure out how to use their stars because, like, think about this. We've been watching like. This this show for two months now, so to speak, um, and it's like, where are their stars at? Why aren't they on the show? I don't where's know. Where's Bret Hart? Where's why isn't Razor Ramon wrestling more? Where is what, the Narcissist? Did one fucking match and it, and Rob Bartlett shit on it and tried to make it look bad after he was done. Maybe that's why he didn't come back because Lex the <laughs> the Lex Express was like no. He hurt his feelings. Why isn't Sean defending the Intercontinental title more? Why why did IRS and Ted DiBiase, the tag team champions, only just now show up? Yep. I guess they're treating this as like a... Maybe they thought Raw was going to be like a, a secondary show. I mean, obviously we see where Raw becomes now, but like maybe they were just thinking like, oh, this is where we could put Doink and Crush. And do somewhat edgy humor shit, like, because yeah, to me is it feels like it's just like this is superstars too. This yeah. is what this feels like to me. Because I'm not gonna lie, every time we do a week of WWF and WCW, I'm kind of like, I gotta get through WWF. It kind of feels like a a job a little bit. Mm-hmm. One episode was pretty good. I think that was the one where Brut- they did the angle with Brutus where they busted his face. Yep. That was the only one that was like, that's, that's an all right show. Yep. And um, then then we got the Hulk Hogan jerk off. So. <laughs> <laughs> what was the best show? I think I know what you're going to say, but. Super Bowl 3. Yep. It was Super Bowl 3. And I followed that up with the, the WCW Saturday night after it. Yeah. Because it was just, it was a big, beefy episode. And it was just a bunch of matches and good promos. It was just fun. Yeah, it's my honorable mention, too, because remember, we went from, I believe, WWF, where it's just like promo, a match, and then promo, 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 and it's just like, ah. Uh. And then it's like WCW's like match, 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 promo, match, 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 promo. You just get nonstop matches. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't feel long in the tooth or anything. I'd say, like, go look that episode up and watch it if you want to, like, get maybe a good feel for like what early nineties WCW TV was like. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't even think you need to answer this excess question. Who won the month? WCW hands down. Yeah. It wasn't even a competition. It was just like WWF had no pay-per-view. This was back when the both companies didn't have a pay-per-view every fucking month. Yep. Um, and th- like they were still in the big four mode, except they also had King of the Ring at this point, I think. Um, so they were doing five a year, and uh, 
WCW, I don't know how many they were doing a year yet. I want to say five or six, but they also have those Clash of the Champions specials. Um, but and then they they lost a week because of the dog show. That's something that used to always happen on USA. <laughs> so we lost an episode because of the damn dog show. Who knows what what would have happened? But I don't think anything big. <laughs> no, probably not. Hopefully next month's better because this is this is the build up to WrestleMania nine, the, the greatest WrestleMania of all time. Gene Okerlund told us. <laughs> I'm gonna hold him to that. Well, we got more WWF this month than WCW. By the way, we have five, and then there's only four for WCW. Oh, they better take advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh God. So that's our award show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed our picks. Um, is there any last words you wanted to say? No. Um, I guess we're just going to go into the next month, right? I mean, after our break. Oh, yeah, that's right. I should bring that up. So I am going to my parents' house again. That means I won't ha- I won't be near my equipment, which I am speaking into. Uh, so for the last two months, I mean, we could do one next week, but that oh, no, we can't because we're doing double episodes of Big Trouble. Um, so that's another thing I should bring up is that we're doing double duty next week for big trouble because I am going to my parents' house. So the last two weeks I will be at my parents' house and I, we will resume getting some color on January 7th in the new year of 2021. We get out of this, uh, horrendous year of 2020. Yeah. Um, so what's next in the docket? Well, March 1st and March 6th are the episodes March 1st is Monday Night Raw and uh, March 6th is WCW Saturday Night uh, so remember to watch it watch that come back here see how we rate it uh, and hopefully Raw gets better because I think WWF needs a win from us I think uh, I'm, pulling for him. I'm pulling for him but I don't think it's going to happen yeah. uh, because it leads up to the the best Wrestlemania around. Uh, <laughs> uh, but if you want to catch more of Getting Some Color or Big Trouble Little Podcast or Accelerated Gamer or The Nemesis Project, make sure you type in Nerd Review Network on either Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Red Circle, uh, and you'll catch all our podcasts on there. Uh, and then, you know, give us a review. You know, uh, I see a lot of people have been listening to it but nobody's saying anything but i guess if you're lurking and listening that's all good buddy or gals or whatever they them who pals pals but uh until next time everybody remember to get some color brother i'm out Dig (laughs) dig it freak out freak out yeah